to the End Time Talk Show with Yudine Hubbard. We all have experienced the grief of 2020 COVID as well as the Wednesday, January 6th Capitol Hill chaos. You may feel a little unsettled in knowing the sadness of this world while yet still fighting the COVID crisis. If you find yourself feeling a little fearful of what lies ahead, Understanding God's word and Bible prophecy will bring light to what's going on in the world today. Knowing the solution will cancel your fear. As you know, we are living in a strange world of uncertainties. We know you have questions like millions of us do. Now you can get those questions answered. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you long waited for. I give you talk show host, visionary Eudine Hubbard, along with the Roundtable Bible Scholars, Apostle Alonso Curry, and Dr. Annette Side. I want you to put your hands together and help me to welcome visionary Eudine Hubbard. Welcome, welcome, and thank you for joining us today. This is the End Time Talk Show, and I'm your host, Eudine Hubbard. We have a wonderful program for you today, so please mute your phones and get ready to be empowered, encouraged, and inspired as our roundtable Bible scholars declares the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, oh, how we love you and bless your name. This is the day that you've made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We're glad about the opportunity to inform and encourage your people. Give us understanding of your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, Uh, If you were not with us last week, uh, it was a hot topic. We were talking about hell, the second death, and the lake of fire. That was really very informative. Now, this month, um, we are going to, we have five Saturdays in this month. But today's topic is going to be about witnessing, and we all need to know how to do that. So I'm honored to introduce to you today our round table Bible scholars this morning. Thank you, Dr. Annette Sy, woman of God, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. And Apostle Alonzo Curry, man of God, thank you for being with us again today. Amen. God bless you. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's an honor, amen, to be in the company of the saints. And we're so honored today to have our sister, Marcella, with us today, who's reading the word of the Lord. Let's get started. Thank you so much for having me. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Matthew 5, 16. 
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. 1 Peter 3.15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Acts 2.32, this is this Jesus has God raised up Whereof we all are witnesses. Roman 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Colossians 4.2-6, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Mark sixteen fifteen, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 1 Peter 3.15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Jeremiah 1.7-8, but the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Acts 1.8. But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Matthew 5.16 Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Timothy 2.15, study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Timothy chapter 1, 8 through 12, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But it is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereto I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day.
Acts 26, 22 through 29. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Psalms 49 through 10. I have preached righteous in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thy knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and my salvation. I have not concealed thy love kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Marcello. I I love the way you read the word of the Lord. It's like taking a spiritual bath. Thank you. Well, Thank you so much. Bible scholars, my goodness, that it's it's a lot. Dr. Sai, please explain to us this subject of how to witness. Amen. Witness is very important. Jesus told us to do it. Uh, he did it for a purpose because uh, he came, and as you know, Jesus did the hard part. He died on the cross, and he got witnessing started even with his disciples. And uh, as his disciples to go out and bring in new disciples, and we are his disciples. Now, we know that Jehovah Witnesses, they are uh, best known for their door-to-door witnessing. Uh, Jehovah Witnesses have the right idea but the wrong message. But we are true witnesses, and uh, to witness means to admit, confess, acknowledge Christ, and to proclaim him. Uh, Jesus commanded us, amen, and, and Jesus, uh, he, he told us what to do, and uh, Jesus had been raised by God. Now we can bear witness. Uh, why is it so important? Because hell is a real place. Uh, people come across our path that we're supposed to witness to. And we don't want anyone to come to us, and we're supposed to give out to them because they're looking. They want answers, and they're not going to always come and say, tell me about Jesus. I want to know about Jesus. It would be nice. But they will come. Maybe they see something about us. Maybe our light is shining, and they see Jesus living on the inside, and they want what we have. We do not want to lose the opportunity to tell them about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because if we fail to witness to them when they come in our, in our hands, so to speak, we could be guilty of having their blood required at our hand because we fail not, uh, we fail to witness. And I know lots of saints uh, are going to lose uh, their heavenly rewards because uh, many have failed to witness. And when you fail to witness, you're setting souls in the devil's lap. Uh, 
And God, he's not going to force you to witness, but God will judge you for not obeying him and not witnessing. So we do not want to get in trouble with God. The Bible told us, amen, what to do. So we're to warn people that the day of God's judgment is happening soon. So when we witness today, it's a little different than what it was years ago. Remember, um, you know, today is more, we're really close. We're closer and closer. And when you see the signs of the time, if you follow the, the signs, and we get the news report uh, every night on uh, the uh, prayer line, uh, uh, Superintendent Clifford Price come forth with what's happening on the news today. And when we put that outline together, and we see the stuff that's going on, it's really sad, and it let us know we are really getting closer to Jesus' return. So God's word um, was spoken, and Jesus is truth. And Jesus uh, could bear witness himself because he's truth. However, Jesus have us to carry out his work uh, because Jesus had to go back to heaven and prepare a place for us. Uh, so that's for we are to witness. We must witness Jesus' name to continue Jesus' work and bear witness uh, to the whole world. And as uh, we witness, uh, we are carrying the spirit of truth. And, and people may say, why uh, – what to do, how to witness, what to say to a sinner, how to say it. You know, I learned the best thing you can do is talk about the TV news. They have to agree. Uh, people look at the news as facts, and, and it allows people to see what's really going on. And you can open your Bible, turn the news on, in this match. People look uh, at the news as facts. Uh, simply tell them why bad things are happening uh, extremely high. The, the, the uh, death toll is very high. Uh, the shooting, the crime, uh, all these things are high. Even dealing with COVID, with what's going on in India, how that 3,000 people is dying like a day, and they have nowhere to put the bodies, and they done ran out of real estate, and they dug a big, huge hole, and, and they just putting dead bodies in the ground and doing a, a mass cremation. It's like unheard of, but these things are asked these things are happening before our eyes, and we don't want to overlook uh, what's really going on. We want to see Bible prophecy. We want to see what's going on in the world today. So we thank God for the news uh, media because it keeps us informed. Now, uh, who to witness to? I say everyone, you know, your family members, your friends, children, Children, I'm going to say children because once you are at the age, accountability, you are responsible. No one knows what the age, you know, today's society, people, the little kids, they're learning really fast stuff that's going on. So we used to say 12. I can't even say it's 12. Uh, it's when you learn right from wrong. So God is a judge on that. But we want to witness to our coworkers, even strangers, uh, our uh, church uh, members, their unsafe families, where that maybe they will listen to you when they won't listen to their own families. Uh, and even the members, you know, we all need to have a sense of repentance in our heart uh, because maybe we had a sin, uh, a commission of omission, and maybe it was oversight on stuff that we did and didn't realize that we had sinned. We need to repent from it. Uh, maybe it's something that we know we was wrong and we didn't repent. At the end of the day, before we go to bed, we want the dirt 
heart of sin off of us. And we should always have a spirit of repentance because, you know, uh, we don't want to take a chance because we may not wake up in the morning. We want to make sure we're right with God at all times. And I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to uh, uh, pass it back to you. But, you know, so many people come up with uh, excuses uh, not to witness. I, I don't know how. Uh, I, I, it's not my gift. Uh, it's the pastor's job. I fear failure or rejection. Uh, I have some unconfessed sins myself. Uh, I just don't have the time uh, to witness. So we all have excuses. But you know what? Our excuses is not good enough. And, and for those that would say, you know, I, what I like about this is we, we have a cure for all your, your excuses. Uh, I don't don't know how. No worries. Uh, even today, we're going to show you how to witness. Some would say, well, that's not my calling. That's not my gift. Uh, you don't need a gift. God gave you a gift when he gave you the gift of salvation, but you need to obey God and witness. Some would say it's the pastor's job. And then uh, some Christians say it's the pastor's job, and some pastors say it's the member's job. No, it's everyone's job to witness. Jesus told everyone to witness. And pastor, they should be leading the program uh, in the way for witnessing. Uh, it's, it's good for every church to have an auxiliary, a witnessing auxiliary, because when you work in even in your community, in, in your neighborhood, you should be bringing new visitors into your church that can later become members. And some people say, well, I fear a failure of rejection. And, and I want you to know this. When you witness, you are depositing information towards your future salvation. Uh, you don't have to fear failure when you're sharing the word of God uh, because you're watering and planting. Therefore, you cannot fail delivering God's message. Rejection. You may, it may appear that they're rejecting you, but they're really listening. Uh, they don't want to tell you or you, uh, they don't want you to know that they're really listening, but they are. Even if you feel rejected, you're still watering and planting. And that's what we, the body of Christ, are supposed to be out, watering and planting, watering and planting, and God give the increase. Uh, God will work uh, on them with the information that you've given them. So what you told them, now God has something to work with. When they go to bed at night, God is recalling stuff in their minds. And so if we do not give get the information out there, they would not have anything to recall in their mind. And even those that say, well, I'm a, I got some sins I know I need to confess. How am I going to witness to somebody else and, and I don't have it together? That's easy. If, if you have unconfessed sins as a Christian, you just need to repent, uh, confess those sins, uh, and move on. Amen. We don't want, you don't want the devil to hold stuff over your head, holding bondage. We are to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us. Never keep unconfessed sin baggage on you because uh, it can cause you to miss the rapture, and you don't want anything. You know unforgiveness? You can, you can uh, miss the rapture due to unforgiveness. You can go to hell due to unforgiveness, something that you may think is little. It really is a big thing. Those that say, well, I just don't have the time, I would tell you, make the time. Uh, God, a uh, time is more important than our time. Also, uh, we have an awesome program, End Time Soldiers, uh, even through your monthly donation, as little as $25 a month, it will allow you to witness to over 130 people every month. So you're doing something. If 
you can't do it with your time, you can do it with your money. But I will say this, God may send people to you in your path. Make sure you take the time and the opportunity to witness to them because you don't want their blood to be required at your hand. And so I'm just excited about Jesus and what he's doing, and I know he got new things in store for us. And, yes, we have to witness. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Sai. I just know that uh, God is giving his people ears to hear what his spirit is saying to them today. And you've given, you gave us a lot of wonderful information. So Apostle Curry, man of God, speak to us concerning witnessing, please. Amen. I thank God for Dr. Nett set, set, the, set the groundwork of, of, of evangelism. Amen. And I want to say t- um, that the heartbeat of the Father is souls. Amen. The heartbeat of the Father is soul. And, 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 and why? Because John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed him should not perish but have everlasting life. And if God gave his best, and you got to hear this, if God gave his best while you were yet sinner, you was yet a sinner, you was yet in gross darkness, the curse of, of the penalty of Adam was upon all humanity. Every man that was born under a woman came under the law of curse. And, and, and people said, well, you know what? You know what? We came in the world a victim. We don't have no choice. No, but I want you to know that even though Adam committed sin and because he was disobedient, you do not have that as an excuse. But Jesus, who is not the second man, Adam, but he's the last man. So when you say the last man, that means none can come under that. So by one man obedient, all was made obedient. So therefore, you can't say, well, I just can't do right because I came under, under, under a diamond nature, and, and I just can't be saved. No, Jesus was a ransom for you. He was a propitiation for your sin. He atoned for your sin. And every sin you can ever commit, Jesus buried it upon his own body. So therefore, we, as, as the church of the living God, we become the ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We come to bring good news. What is the gospel? It's good news. And, and like Dr. Ness said, you know, the news is a great vehicle for us to be able to build a greater witness, a more powerful witness. Because when you see the news, we have everything in the word of God. And she said it, it's the basic instruction before leaving earth. So everything that you would never ever need, any hurt that you experience, any trial, any temptation, the saints of God have a word from the Lord. And so, therefore, we would not talk about witnessing unless we talk about the book of Acts. Uh, the book of Acts is a prime candidate of the birth of the church. The church was born on the day of Pentecost, praise God. And we thank God for Luke, Dr. Luke and Theophilus. They came together and they said, well, let's come up with a more excellent way of the things that we heard among Jesus. Jesus spent three years to train his disciples in boot camp or basic training. He equipped them to be instrumental in the world. He equipped them to be able to be movers and shakers and and world changers. He trained them how to represent the kingdom of God here on earth. And he taught them how to pray, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So therefore, he allowed 
them to know the heart and mind of God. And what causes us to be a mighty witness? We have the heart and mind of God that when we come to anyone, and I pray this all the time, Isaiah 50, verse 25, Lord, give me the tongue of a learn that I may know how to speak a word and season to them that are weary. I pray all the time, Lord, you said you would give me this day my daily bread. And that's not only things that sustain you as a necessity of, of eating for your physical body, but every word that I need each and every day, I depend upon getting a word from God. So as I go among my daily agenda, whether you're on your job, whether you go shopping, we should be conscious, we should be sensitive to the hurting need of people. Because Jesus was playing. He went to the marketplaces. If you was a fisherman, he would be congregated when you were a fisherman. If you was working in the sheepfold, he would go on there. And he would always have a word, even if it was a parable. Jesus knew how to sit where you were sitting at. And even though he was a great, mighty God, but he knew how to come down to the low of low. Amen. He knew how to touch the untouchable, reach the unreachable, love the unlovable. Amen. And I tell you, I want you to know in Acts 17, amen, and 28, it says it's in him that we live, we move, we have our being, our expression, the very DNA of God take residence in us. And I tell you right now, saints of God, you got to know that you are Jesus' body. So what would Jesus do today? And we used to have that sign a long time ago, WW. WJD, and it means what would Jesus do? Or you can say this, walk with Jesus daily. So as you allow yourself to take each and every day that God gives you, and you know that God said, I will add unto the church daily such to be saved. God is saving. God is in the saving business. But when you allow God to use you as an instrument, a channel, a vehicle, a vessel, honor fit for the master use, when you allow him to take your vessel and cause you to be led by the Spirit of God, and even if you go to the lady at the well, as Jesus is saying, Jesus went out of his way. He went out of his way. Sometimes we don't go out of our way. But he went out of his way when the disciples were hungry and they went to get something to eat. Jesus went out of his way because he felt a drawing that someone needed a word. And when he went to the lady at the well, he began to minister to her. And he said, can I get some water? And she said, well, I don't have nothing to draw up. And then he asked her, he said, well, if you know who I am, you were asking me, I will give you this little water that you can draw. And she began to look at him, and then he said, well, go and get your husband. She said, I have none. He said, you have not. You have six others that you don't uh, have not. And she said, wow. And what did she say? She said, I perceive you are a prophet of God. So what I'm saying, Jesus ministered to her at the point of the pain. And everyone right now is hurting, going through, and I believe in my heart of heart that God would give you. Jesus did three things to her. He, he allowed the spirit of the Father to give him a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is revelation, insight, prophetic insight of something that you don't know, and God deposit and download and plant in your heart something that someone needs. And I heard so numerous times, 
numerous times of ministering to people and I allow God to use me as, 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 a, as a mouthpiece, as a spokesman. And they say, how did you know that? And some of them, some of them say, you must be a psychic. I say, no, I don't believe in a psychic. But I believe as a messenger of God that I know by the heart and mind of God that what we can tap into, where you hurt hurting. And they say, I know it's of God because I ask God, I said, Lord, is you real? Let me know today. And you came alone, didn't know nothing. You don't even know me. But I'm telling you, that's the power and authority and witness that we have information and revelation from heaven above. And they know that when you speak, you cannot know it. God, they even ask some things in dreams. But I'm telling you, saints of God, through the word of wisdom, Jesus ministered to the lady at the well. He used wisdom how, and, and, and another key focus, missionary, that I keep focused in, in a, a witnessing. We don't only want people to be convicted. Because if you know when the Lord uh, used Jesus to go to the lady at the well, he didn't try to convict her. She was convicted because when you shine light, it exposed darkness. It uncovered. So when you shine light, we're not condemning nobody. We ain't tell them that you're a prostitute, you ain't no good, you're a dope-headed, you're no good. We don't have to say none of that. But if we shine the light, they would begin to see who they are in Jesus Christ. That dismantle whatever the enemy has, whatever stronghold, or whatever bondage you have, a distorted true identity in him. When you come as a, as a light, like Dr. Ness say, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Why would they glorify the Father in heaven? Because you come as a light to unveil the glory of God and the divine appraisal. The way God see you. And people that are getting the witness. You, people out there telling people you ain't no good. You're going, you're going, you know, yes, you, you, yes, you'll go to hell if you're saying to God. But I'm saying the gospel is good news. It's to let you know that all that you're going through right now, you don't have to go through that because Jesus paid the price before. And he became sin who knew no sin at all. He became sin. So, therefore... We, our job is, is, to, is to preach the good news to let them know that Jesus Christ paid in the full on the cross of Calvary. And I tell you, the witness, as Dr. Annette said again, our life should be a witness. Because you know what? I, I had said a long time ago, your life speaks so loud that people cannot hear what you're saying. I don't care how good you are in talking. I don't care how eloquent you are. I don't care how much charisma you have. Even though you may can talk good, but people are going to look at your life. And that's why I say, yes, your life speaks so loud. People can hear beyond the veil of your life. So we got to be a living epistle. What do I mean? A living epistle is someone known and read by all men. And I say this, you read your Bible, now let your Bible read you. If they don't read their Bible, become a living Bible. So what happened in Acts 11 and 30? It said they took knowledge that they'd been with Jesus. So how did they take knowledge? They was a prototype. They was imitators of Jesus Christ. They was a living epistle. And that's what the word a Christian came from, or Christ-like. They seen a prototype of Christ through the disciples. So the witness was the life. They took knowledge. They've been with Jesus Christ. Oh, honor God. And I tell you, it was a demonstration. And it was an impartation to those looking upon their life. So therefore, our life should be a, a living demonstration. 
And therefore, when we, it's a living demonstration, I've seen so many people that, that, that didn't even know me. I had, I had this job. And I worked this job for 22 years. And I was a, 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 like a salesman and a middle person for the company I worked for 22 years. Some of the customers didn't even know me, but I, I made an imprint. Every time I go to that company, go to their business, I say, I'm going to make an imprint. Amen. And the Bible says in Proverbs 11.30, he that wins soul is wise. So a wise person know how to plant a seed. Because, you know, if you plant a seed and get God through the Holy Spirit or something to work with, you know it's not he that planted, he that water, as Dr. Ned said, but it's God going to get an increase. So we got to be wise steward of being able to be a stewards of God's word, to plant God's word. And allow the Holy Spirit, get out the Holy Spirit way. You know, let him do his job. Like I said, it's not our job to co co convict people. The Holy Spirit do that. It said the Holy Spirit would come in the world and he would reprove the world of sin. So, so we don't have to hammer on them about what they don't do or what they do, but we come in as the love of God and reconciliation of God, and then the Holy Spirit will solidly move in the word that you've spoken, and he would deal with them upon their bed. He would deal with them through their different experience of their life, and they would know that no man can come to the Spirit of God except the Spirit of God draw them. Even if you come and minister the word of God, it takes God to fertilize that word and cause it to be compelled. And when he draws them, Hallelujah. And to whatever experience, amen, they're going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired because the Holy Spirit got something to work with. He, he's dealing with their heart. He's dealing with their mind. He's dealing with their conscience, praise God. And therefore, they allow the spirit of conversion to take place. Amen. And I talked to so many people say, man, Liza, when you kept on talking to me, ministering me, I didn't want to hear that. And I said, man, I don't know why he's wasting, wasting his time. I don't even want to hear that. But you know what? That did not move me. I'm like, I'm like a mailman. You know, a mailman get paid whether he put good news in your mailbox, whether he put bad news in your mailbox, whether he put uh, uh, literature, advertisement, everybody. he get paid no matter, but he, his job is to put it in your house mailbox. Amen. He get paid no, no nevertheless. And I know that as I represent God, that's what God will be well pleased with. We're not greater than Jesus, and he ministered to all humanity. Everybody didn't accept him. But I tell you, as a servant of God, as I allow God to use me, I had numerous of people, and I'm saying numerous of people, that say, man, you know what, when you talk to me, I tell you, I didn't know, but that word took a hook to me. And some of them are pastors now. Some of them are leaders now. Some of them are evangelists now. Some of them say, man, I appreciate you didn't let me go. I appreciate the word of God with boldness. And not only boldness, but it was love that penetrated and broke the stronghold over my life. They tell me that over and over again. So I know it's a pleasure to be a willing vessel, to allow God to open up a door. Amen. As, as my seller read, praise God, be also ready to give a man an answer to the reason of hope that's in you. Be ready. And I tell you, when you are prayed up, when you are fast up, when you spend time meditating before God, and you allow yourself to go among the community, the highway, and the byway, and the hedges, it's something like in you, the anointing, it's, it attracts. It's like a magnet. A magnet attracts. And sometimes when people are going through something, and I may have a burden to pray, I say it's on my heart to pray for, for backsliding. And then, behold, I go out among the, uh, the community and, and go out, uh, draw people like a magnet, and they say, yeah, I was a backslider. And I say, you know, God got a word for you. 
This day is tailor-made for you. This is a word in season from thus said the Lord. And I tell you, when I minister under the oracles of God and ability that God gives, I feel the power of God where I decrease and God increase, and it's a personal letter, special delivery to unto them. Amen. And they follow us. What do you have me to do? Amen. And I believe, hallelujah, when we allow God to allow his word and his spirit to have free course, we're going to have such a great mass outreach of evangelism. So like I said, time do not permit, but the heartbeat and the blueprint of evangelism, how to witness souls, is in the full gospel because Jesus Christ spent three years to cause the basic training of equipping his disciples to go out among the world. And then the book of Acts trained them as the embassy of God, the headquarters of God, the church. Every church should have an open door of missionary and evangelism. Do, do, saints, don't build God's house without allowing those two doors and those two avenues of, of, of evangelism and missionary. That is the heartbeat of the church. That is a great commission, the mandate of the church. And if you're doing anything in your church and you don't have those doors of opportunity among the people, you are, praise God, you, you're going to become obsolete because that is, that is the heartbeat, that is the, the fiber and thread of, of, of the ordained a foundation of God's house is built on that. Read the book of Acts and let you know the birth of the church it was built on the heartbeat of evangelism and even though we have a vegetation of, of the outpouring of God's spirit, we cannot we cannot stay in the upper room and be refreshed by the presence of God, be quickened by the presence of God and not knowing that if we go out of the upper room into the porch, we will find out that it's all nation of every nationality, every people, every kindred, every tongue is right outside. So why stay in the upper room? Why stay in the room when you are ninth in your ninth month and you're still in the room doing what? You got to bring forth, you got to burst out. Because I, I know that God ordained it when a woman is in their ninth month, he's not going to allow you to go in your tenth month. You're either going to have a, a C-section, he's either going to induce your labor or, or cause something. you got to bring forth. Amen. And then when the church was in their ninth month, he caused them to bring forth, and he allowed the open heaven to empower them and cause them to be witness. And when he told Peter, don't stay there, you begin to prophesy. You let everyone know their position. You know, let them know their rank. You let them know the government authority upon them. Now go out among the, the people, and you will see all nations. They, they hear a sound. They hear the wind of, of a Pentecost, but they don't know the interpretation, and they begin to minister under the order of God uh, to any man in their own language. Supernatural that God allowed them to be able to tap into the zone of uh, all the nationality and all the nation of the habit. They begin to speak to everyone in their own tongue, even though they was Galilean. So that's my heartbeat right now, uh, missionary. Amen. It's a fire, amen, that you don't want to be put out. It's a fire that's going to touch humanity. And I guarantee you, everyone, under the sound of my voice, God has equipped you. That whether if you need a word of knowledge, whether you need a, a word of wisdom, amen, whether you need a prophetic uh, a word spoken, every time you will trust God to allow you to be his ambassador, you will always minister under the order of God where people will be convicted and they will be converted. We don't want to stop at them being convicted because some people can be convicted and still don't want it. 
Amen. But when they are converted, it's going to bring about a chain. And we have a word, a transformation, a word, and a power of God that's going to release humanity to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We got a lot to do. Even though we cover the globe and it's TV programs of gospel all all over the world. We got radio programs all over the world. We got churches on every corner. And then when I looked at it, we we got eight eighteen hundred different language in the world. So, so let me stop right there because my heart is burning, but I wanted to let you know that the heartbeat uh, and, and, and the call of God and the mandate of God is, 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 is ordained for the church to be able to serve and minister to this generation. So I'm, I'm glad to be a part of what God is doing, a missionary. Thank you so much. And of God, we just give God praise for the anointing on your life to impart truth into our spirits and Ah, this is a, a Selah moment. Brothers and sisters, um, we're going to take a deep breath, and we're going to come back to the round table. Stay with us. We'll be back. God is waiting for the body of Christ to merge together and act on 2 Chronicles 7.14. The If My People prayer line is now in effect. It first starts with the body of Christ leading the way. We are asking every Christian to pick a day of the week to help build mass numbers of voices under open heaven. God is listening on the prayer line. Report to duty and obey God's order of If My People, starting with the saints to be examples for the world. Jesus asked, will you pray with me one hour? Join the prayer line. We are praying for this nation every night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. The prayer line is free. Call us at 877-352-5181. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for the loved ones in your life. Call to duty. God is calling. Answer the call. Do you want your heavenly wings? Are you obeying God by witnessing? Now you can witness to over 130 people each month without talking to anyone. End Time Outreach Network is running a campaign to send a salvation summons to every household in America. Our motto, America for Jesus. Why? To save lives. The end time signs are clear. Will you chip in $25 a month to help with the postage for us to mail a salvation summons to every home in America and keep this important witnessing campaign going. End Time Outreach Network is an IRS 501c3 nonprofit organization. Therefore, your donations are tax deductible. Call 877-352-5181 or donate online at endtimeoutreachnetwork.org. Experience what a real soldier in God's army feels like. Call to duty. God is calling. Answer the call. Brothers and sisters, I pray that you have your pencil and paper, your tablet, or whatever you need so that you can take some notes because God 
will not give you something that you don't need. So you need all of this information either for where you're at or for where you're going. And I want to just thank you for being with us today. Amen. So now back to the round table. Dr. Sai, God bless you, woman of God. This, um, please, just this is a deep subject. Please give us more on how to witness. Amen. Thank you so much. You know, uh, the man of God pretty much said a mouthful. And uh, you talk about witnessing. We have to be witnesses for Jesus. And for those that say, I don't know, or making all kind of excuses, the hardest thing to do is something that you don't want to do. Now, keep in mind, you want to go to heaven. You want God to have mercy on you. You're glad that God saved you and chosen you. Is it fair and right to be selfish with our salvation and not share with others? Uh, so that's just something to think of. This, the hardest thing to do is doing something that you really don't want to do. You know, there are so many different, wonderful, beautiful styles of witnessing. Uh, so you can pick whatever style to work for you. It's tongues. And, and those that want to call our office, and we can send some information to you, more detail, a whole package about witnessing. But uh, one of the um, things the apostle always talk about the Bible, B-I-B-L-E, and that's so powerful. That's, a, that's enough to start a witnessing conversation alone, um, you know, uh, People really need to understand, if you don't believe in the Bible, you're playing Russian roulette with yourself because uh, it's going to have to start with believe. If you don't believe in God, no way in the world that you can believe in God's heaven and no way will you go to God's heaven. So you're going to have to believe, and it's going to start with God. It's going to start with Jesus and their word. And, you know, the Bible was put here for a reason. You know, I, I like the style of of uh, B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. And, and, you know, you can just strike for some conversation. I'm going to share that a, a little bit later. Um, but you can actually say, did you know, do you know the what B-I-B-L-E stands for? You know, and uh, basic, because some of people haven't even heard that, basic instruction before leaving earth. So it giving you, the Bible is giving you the basic instruction before you leave this earth. And what people have to understand, we need to know end-time prophecy information in the Bible um, before we leave this earth, either uh, by death or the rapture. Either way, we're going to leave this earth. So information in the Word of God is so true. You know, a lot of times we, we take the, the, the little stuff like the songs that we used to sing, Open the Saints Go Marching In, uh, and we sing that as kids. Do you really know what that means? That It talks about the rapture. That's when the rapture is going to take place, and we the saints is going to go marching into heaven. So we need to bring back and recall the songs that we heard because people heard it, they sang it, but never really understood the meaning of it. And if you, um, you, you got to believe in Jesus, you got to accept him uh, in your heart. And I tell people, if you have not accepted Jesus in your heart, uh, do it now, because Jesus' uh, return is close upon us. It gives people something to think about. Well, yeah, I did accept Jesus. Then I come back and I ask another question. Have you sinned since 
you accepted Jesus in your heart, to really give them something to think about so that they can recall at their time, at that time, their mind is going to be, okay, going, oh, I did this, I did that, I did that. And so it gives us a chance to know that we all have sinned and came short, and that's why we have to repent. And, and, and then when you ask them, well, can I say the sinner's prayer with you just to assure that you're going to be covered just in case? And they feel good about that because they like to be assured. It's a, it's a hard feeling when you worry about the unknown. You're, you're not sure where you're going to go if you die. Uh, you're scared of death, and you're walking with that load on you, uh, afraid and fear of death. The Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord when you die in the Lord. But when you're not in the Lord and you die, that means to be present from this body is to be, uh, uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the devil. You're either going to be present with God or the devil. And to give people a chance to realize, okay, let let me think this a little clear now. And then we ask, have you given Jesus your heart? And, 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 and you know, you hear people say, you ask, are you a, oh, yeah, everybody's a Christian today. Everybody's a Christian. And then I ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And that'll get them right there. And when people say uh, they, they sort of get uh, slow and quiet on the subject, and I think I'm saved, I think so, that's telling them, since you're not sure, let's go head on and say the sinner's prayer so that you can be sure. Now, after you say this sinner's prayer, it's very important that you don't go back on God. And you have to tell them so they will know that they can't be doing the same things that they used to do. And at the same time, we have to coach them and encourage them. And I, I, I encourage pastors, I encourage pastors to uh, set up a big brother and big sister program. We started this uh, in time outreach network, and it's an awesome program when new babes come to your church, um, um, assign a uh, evangelist or a missionary, somebody to them to act as their big brother, big sister, because you don't want to leave them hanging, because when they leave that church for the first time, Guess who else is going to lead with them? The devil. And the devil is going to try to discourage them from coming back. But if they have somebody they can reach out to, somebody that can give them a call and check on them and make sure they're right, because they're going to have some struggles with the devil because the devil is a mad anyway. And, but it's important that they have somebody that can reach out to them. And that big brother, big sister uh, job is to answer their many questions, just like a babe. How come? But why? But why? How come? They're going to have a lot of questions, and they have somebody there to answer their question and also to make sure that they make it to the church service and that they're growing spiritually and also to work with them into receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost because I'm telling you, uh, we don't want the devil to get a hold to them. We want to be able to open up a good, clear communication path. If you have any problem, if, if the devil try to bring discouragement or anything to you, call me. If you're struggling and the devil trying to get you to do something, call me. And so they can pick up the phone and call. These, this information is very important because we don't want nobody to be lost. And when you're a babe, you're a baby. You're a baby. You don't know things. And you have to learn. And that's the big brother and big sister job is to coach them. And then when they're grown uh, spiritually, then they can reach out and help others. And this should be a recycle like that to keep things going. 
But as we begin to witness, uh, I, I like to ask people, do you believe in God? And they're going to say yes. Uh, do you believe in God's warnings? Uh, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, the Bible prophecy is, cl- is clear warnings that Jesus' soon return is upon us. Are you rapture ready? And uh, they start thinking. They give them something to think about, and that's a chance that you can come right in and ask them, well, can I say the sinner's prayer with you and give you guidance on what to do next and so that you can grow spiritually. But the one that I like, and it works, it's real simple, are you rapture ready? And we used that in our telemarketing uh, uh, area uh, where that we had a telemarketing firm and we gave them to make calls. And, and they was making witnessing calls. And when I seen that, I said, this is good. And one of the questions, uh, are you rapture ready? And if they don't know what that means, chances are they're not rapture ready. And then we take them elementary and let them know what's really going on and, and, and bring them up to speed. And I believe that they are grateful because uh, normally when a person call them, they're expecting to, are you trying to sell me something? But we just call them and tell them about Jesus. And and that's like amazement for for different ones. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. It's so many different avenues of witnessing. And we have a wide range of different tools that can be used to witness. And we want to share that uh, with the people of God. Because I'm telling you, uh, the Bible says, he that wins souls are wise. And we want to be wise. Even in our uh, saying, just little saying, as we mentioned, did you know, did you know, did you know, Don't, that, that little phrase right there, it's a witnessing phrase, did you know, and then you can throw in uh, about, did you know that all uh, rapture scriptures have been fulfilled? Uh, they think it now. Uh, did, do you know uh, did you know that the Bible stands for basic instruction before leaving earth? It, it, it putting something in their head. Did you know if you don't believe in the Bible that you're playing Russian roulette unaware? And they, they thinking, did you know about the song? So we, we tried to put together uh, a different styles of, of witnessing. Uh, End Time Outreach Network, again, have a wide range of different resources for witnessing successfully. And, uh, and I want to encourage pastors to really get involved. And, and if the Pastor, a member of the ECA, which End Time Church Association, you will receive uh, big, nice, great benefits, even including funding for witnessing projects, because we're trying to get other churches uh, to let's get out and witness set up a, a, a barbecue or something and uh, have the community in there. And then you can let them play basketball while telling them about Jesus. Let them play games while telling them about Jesus. You know, it, it first natural, then spiritual. So we're going to give you something to eat and we're going to talk to you. Now, we're not going to just let you eat first and so that you can leave before we get a chance to preach. No, we're going to do it at the same time. We're going to feed you while ministering to you at the same time, being wise in, in the gospel but we have to. You know, we provide Salvation Summits track for churches. Uh, churches can even put their stamp uh, information of their church on the track, and it can go out in their neighborhoods. And, and even with our project that we're doing, mailing every, uh, every home in America Salvation Track, we like to set it up with churches where that your church, we can work the zip code of, of your church, and uh, we can set it up. And, and it's good because people will have somewhere to go. Uh, 
somebody to call, you know, because God is already pricking at their hearts, and we don't want to leave them hanging. Uh, but we really believe in taking it into the neighborhoods and, and giving out tracts. And even if they have a, uh, a witnessing auxiliary, that, that, that the members and the pastors, amen, everybody go out and they're witness. And when we do that, if you witness right in your own little neighborhood, it's going to be more people that's going to come through your doors. You're going to have new visitors that can leave into new memberships. So it's a lot to do in the gospel. Uh, we, we have so many beautiful witnessing tools, the Time Outreach Network. We have the voice broadcast, uh, your voice. Uh, to your family and friends. Can you believe this? One message, a real short message, can go from one person to a million people at one time. And it's really ideal. If anybody want to get involved, you want to send a message to all your uh, family members or all your friends at one time, call us and let's set that up. That's your way of witnessing in your circle. Amen. Like I said, he that uh, knoweth how to witness, let us share the information. And our goal is to bring on uh, Christian celebrities to let them get involved so the people can hear their uh, voice. And when they hear their voice, and because they're celebrity, people will really listen. And we have also a guest, uh, as we mentioned before, the telewitnessing program, uh, sort of like a telemarketing program. We just call folks up and just tell them about Jesus and, and ask them, uh, do you need prayer? Do you need anything? Uh, um, have you accepted Jesus in your heart? Can I say the sinner's prayer? Prayer. Stuff like that goes a long way. We even have people use the text. You can text. Uh, and, and text a, a witnessing messages to to your family and friends. And I'm making it my business to share with my son and daughter to send them over a text every morning uh, to get their day going, to, to bring them closer to Jesus. You know, we have Facebook witnessing. you got all this social media out there. Uh, it's a way to connect with a large number of people free of charge. And, you know, that's the beauty of it. Uh, and it's so much that we can do Call our office so we can get more information to you. If you want tracks, we have tracks for you. Uh, we have new bay packages. So when they give their heart to Christ, we do not leave them hanging. We're going to give them information. And then Apostle Lonzo, uh he may want to touch on the, the do's and the don'ts uh, or may want to recap uh, right be, uh, behind me the do's and the don'ts. Uh, when you're going out and, and you're witnessing, uh, stay in a group. Do not go inside someone home alone. Uh, when you're talking to different ones, and sometimes people want to argue and they want to debate, do not debate, do not argue with them. Uh, tell them it's your choice. Uh, I'm just a messenger to inform you. It's your decision of your eternal destination, heaven or hell. If you don't accept Jesus into your heart, you automatically go to the devil hell. And be, let's be clear on that. We ain't, we ain't trying to patricate people no more. Uh, this is the facts. Be aware. Let them know the devil don't want you to accept Jesus and go to heaven. So I pray that you make the right decision uh, so that they will have that door open. And when we say it, we're going to say it in love. We're going to be meek, but we're going to have to be firm with people. We can't be playing games with them. We can't be patricating them no more because they don't take that serious. We have been doing that for so many decades, and it have not worked effectively. But when you just tell them the truth and the facts, and we got to go back to the 
facts. The bottom line is heaven and hell, even though we don't want to talk about it. But at the end of the day, that's what it's about, heaven or hell. They want to go to heaven. Uh, and do ask, uh, can I say the sinner's prayer with you? Uh, do uh, leave a salvation summit track with them. Uh, and it's okay, can I pray with you to ask? Because they just need prayer, and they really want you to pray. And a lot of people, parents, had told them, do not turn down prayer. Uh, and ask them, uh, would you like to take the stress off of you of not knowing for sure if you were to die, where will you go? Because that's a big baggage to carry on you. And don't you know, uh, stress can cause sickness. And uh, give them that choice. And they will say, yes, pray with them. Uh, do ask. Again, the sinner's prayer, because we want to, that's our goal, is to say the sinner's prayer. If they allow us to say the sinner's prayer, it's like we have uh, made a sale, so to speak, because that's what it's all about. Once we say that sinner's prayer with them, we get them connected to God, where they're on their way to heaven, and long is giving them information how to keep their salvation. Amen. So it's important that we witness to everybody that we see, everyone that we have an opportunity, let's witness to them. And based on whatever area that you're working out of, you don't want to go alone. Uh, if you're in a supermarket, that's a great time to witness. We have to be careful now with the six feet distance. But I can tell tell people about Jesus and six feet. Amen. So God is good. It's so much to say, uh, but I'm believing God that he uh, is going to do some things, uh, some serious things. And Apostle um, have uh, going to be a special night tonight. I pray like we're going to extend. We're going to continue this witnessing session on the prayer line tonight. Uh, man of God, uh, a special friend of Apostle Curry, Pastor Reginald Glenn, uh, he's going to be, he specializes. He and Apostle, they witnessed. They, they did serious witnessing. And so anything dealing with witness, they know about it. And uh, they're going to be sharing the information with us. So we want everybody to tune in at 7 o'clock uh, 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 central time so that we can have prayer and plus you can get information, more information. We want to do some role plays and, and, and so people can actually hear uh, how you witness. And so we want to really set this up. Uh, we know uh, when you get out there and you witness, you're going to have many people, they're going to be mad because they know the way and they know that they're doing wrong and the devil have a strong grip on them and they want to be free and they don't know how how to be free. So we're going to be their friend. We're going to ask them, uh, will you allow me to help you? It's hard to do this alone, but you're not alone. We are here to help you get through this. Will you allow me? And it's going to break the ice. And because of all that hardness that they will have, God is going to start working on them. And I believe in God, even through this um, talk show on the topic of witnessing, that more people will be inspired and encouraged to get out and witness. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much, woman of God. I just really appreciate that step-by-step spiritual uh, understanding. It's so simple to even a child can't misunderstand it, but yet it's so pertinent for our salvation. Thank you so much. Now, Apostle Curry, what sayest thou concerning the subject of witnessing? First of all, my heart is just burning this here, the intensity of Dr. Nett 
want to make sure everyone is persuaded. And, and we, we don't want the people that we minister to to be like Ken Agrippa. Ken Agrippa gave uh, Apostle Paul an opportunity to make known the witness and testimony in his life. And, and Paul began to minister, and he said, you know where I came from. He said, you know, I was among the Pharisees. I was very religious, and, and I was very dedicated to what I believe in to him. But now when I found the truth of the revelation of who Jesus was, I let all that go. And he said, you know, you know my track record. And, 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 and King Griffith said, he said, I'm almost persuaded. And, and really right now we want to get to the people that's not fully persuaded. You know, 99 and a half won't do. We listen to saying in the church, 99 and a half won't do. And sometimes people, they want to believe in what they believe in, but they still want to hold on to what they want to hold on to. And, and, and that's what we, when we witness, we let people know when you come to Jesus, you got to take up your cross and you got to deny yourself. And anyone that you put before Jesus, you cannot put Jesus on the back of it because if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. So when you come to him, you got to surrender all. And, 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 and Dr. Nett had brought that out, point that something we need to know, that it's a lot of people that have a religion, and it's not saved, not born again. They think because I was brought up in a denomination, my family always was whatever denomination uh, of you may be of, and you said, well, my family always been there, and I was born saved. How was you born saved? You ask my, we asked my how was you born saved? No, because my mother was saved. But have you ever confessed Jesus Christ according to Romans 10 and, and 9 and 10? Have you confessed the Lord on your mouth? No, but I, I was sprinkled. Or I, when you was baptized, was you saved before you was baptized? And I, and I believe, and give me, I mean, you say you, when you was baptized, but have your heart been converted? Have your heart been circumcised? See, baptism, what baptism is, and everybody says, I've been baptized, but then they, they can't explain what, what they experience. Baptism is a watery grave where you bury into a watery grave and you raise into the newness of life in Jesus Christ. And that cause that you have been engrafted into the body of Christ, you become a member of the body of Christ. And as Christ was died and rose again from the dead, then the testimony of you made your confession of the death, burial, and resurrection, then you become a candidate of the life of Jesus Christ through your confession. And like I said before, we, we have so many di different denominations, we have so many kind of religions, but you notice this, that Nicodemus was a man that came to Jesus by night. The, the Bible said Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. And he inquired Jesus, he said, I've been hearing your teaching, and, and you teach like I've never heard a man teach before. You have so much wisdom, and you have so much uh, insight of things that i never heard before. And he inquired, and I guess he didn't want his... Uh, religious background to know, so he came to Jesus by night, and he said, well, what, I, what must I do to be, be saved? And he said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And he said, what, can I go into my mother womb a second time? He said, no, that's of which is of flesh is flesh, but that's which of the spirit is spirit. So what I'm saying, beloved, I'm saying that when the word of life comes to you, it causes you to be born in your inner part. This part of us is not the real part. I use the illustration all the time that the caterpillar is not the butterfly, but the butterfly is the reality, the true nature of what's on the inside. It manifests on the outside. 
So understand that if you're not born again, you never will experience a, a metamorphosis. And that's what King Saul, I mean, that's what uh, Nicodemus saying. Well, Lord, you got to show me that. He said, this is probably I'm understanding. I'm very religious, but I don't understand that. And Jesus had to use parables. Sometimes people comprehend it because they're not born again. It's hard for them to discern and know the things of the Spirit of God. So many times you may see Jesus taking something of a natural illustration to bring a spiritual truth. That's what a parable is. So he had to come down to the level where they had. If, if, if there was a fisherman, like I said before, he would bring a parable about something about a fisherman, how you have to use the right bait to draw it in. If you was a, 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 a shepherd uh, on the sheep phone, he'll let you know that, that as a sheep, they got to know the voice of the shepherd. And, and he, outside of that, they don't follow that. So he used different illustrations to let you know that he's right there, right where you're sitting at. So when we bring illustration of, um, of people saying, well, I go to church. Going to church means that you're in a building. Do, do that mean that you are born again? Do that mean you have changed? A lot of people have been in the church and they've been members of the church and never experienced salvation. And let me say this. The worst death you can die is in the church. You was in a haven of rest. You was in a place of refuge. You was in a place where you can receive from the word of God and you allow yourself to die in the house of God. That's just like, you know, I, I was in my garage not too long ago. I was in my garage. But because I'm in my garage, do that make me a car? Do, because you're in a church, do that, did that make you a believer? Let me say this to you. The Bible says in James, James had to challenge that. James said to the believers, we got to upgrade what we say we believe. He said the devils also believe in God and tremble. And you say, what? The devils believe. Yes, they believe, but they're not converted. They're not changed. So he said, if you believe, you've got to come up better than saying you believe. And say, you show me your faith by saying you have faith, and I show you my faith by work. That means that if you're a believer, and you say, I believe the report, Minister Alonzo, I, I believe the report, Dr. Annette, I believe the report. But if your works don't come in alignment, it don't balance out. Your worship is going to determine what you believe. When you get married, you can say for better, for worse, and riches, and poor, and sickness, and hell, to death do us part. And you heard a lot of people say that. But how many people was committed to the vows they made to one another? How many was committed to the covenant they made with God concerning that I'm going to be married, I'm going to honor my vows, I'm going to honor my covenant, to death do us part? How many have was a participant of that? So you cannot confess one thing and live another thing. God forbid. God forbid. An evil fruit cannot bring good fruit. But you've got to be partaker of what we said today. You've got to be partaker. And that's why I'm saying a, a true witness is not only a person that speaks the word of God, and teach the Word of God, but it's someone that embodies the Word of God. Jesus was found in the book of Luke, chapter 4. It was given to him a book, and when the book was given to him, he opened the book, and it fell upon the book of Isaiah. And he declared from the book of Isaiah that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the broken heart, and to open up blind eyes, and preach liberty to the captain, and set the oppressed free, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
And then he closed the book and said, now the scripture is fulfilling here. What he was declaring? He's saying something that I'm reading is not just because I'm reading from the written word. I am he. I embody that. We got to embody what we believe, what we teach. And the people are not going to be impacted through our anointing and our impartation only come from our influence, association, and environment. And that's why I said that under the three years, and i got to drive this home, under the three years Jesus taught them, he wanted to impart himself into them. He said, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you cannot be any part of me. And they said, Lord, you asked for a hard thing. He would let you know that you had to become this. And when you become what I'm saying, then when you minister to the people, it's going to allow the semen of the word of God to bring conception in your spirit. It's going to be transferable. And I said right now that the heartbeat of evangelism, that we preach and we become eyewitness of what we've seen and what we know of Jesus Christ, that's going to cause people to be persuaded. Because you've got to understand this. When Stephen was a deacon, and he preached under the oracles of God, he speak with boldness, and the Bible says he was filled with the Holy Ghost. When we are filled and, and endowed by the power of the Holy Ghost, it brings a spirit of conviction upon the people. It brings such a, a enlightenment and such an illumination where it opened them up. When they would hear God himself speaking directly to them, that you know it's not a man speaking. You know that it's not a woman speaking, but you know that you have heard from God, and God comes to you to make a decision. And it's a special delivery to your house. How many of you like special delivery when they come to your house? Special delivery, when the mail comes, you say, this is special delivery. Everybody be excited. Everybody be expecting. You want some special delivery. And I tell you, when you hear the word from heaven, this is greater than, than getting a letter from the president of the United States of America, but this is a letter that's getting by God from heaven above to let you know that God has made a summon. And that's why I thank God on the End Time Network, the summon of all, all those that have encountered that is a special delivery to every home throughout America that you have made a calling and election sure that you have an opportunity to choose life and death, blessing and cursing. But God said, I'd rather you choose life that you and your seed may live. And that has been given unto you by God that you've got to say today is the day of salvation. Now it's acceptable time. And me and Pastor Reggie, amen, we, we ministered together for over 40 years, and we spent Two years praying, crying, weeping at the altar. Because we knew the people that we had to deal with, we want to make sure those strongholds, those powers of principality, and a lot of people have strongholds. And we, we deal with people that were demon influenced, where, where people had all kind of uh, spears on their life. So we spent uh, probably over two years in, 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 in 88, amen, in 89, and we prayed, continue each and every night, continue coming together through the, through the snow, through the rain, through darkness, all night terror. So we get off work and we go back praying at the altar, and then we allow ourselves, like they did under their pentecost, God, as you use us and break us, now use us to go out among the people. You need power 
to break the ban of wickedness. You need power, like Moses saying, I am that I am, has sent me unto Pharaoh. Pharaoh is a hard taskmaster, and he keep people in captivity. He keep people in bondage. He keep people enslaved. He keep people entangled. He keep people under his power. But thank God that when you are anointed and power by God, and when you are sent by God, and when you are sent, you have an apostolic, a sinning anointing. You have a prophetic anointing where you become God's spokesman. You become God's mouthpiece. You speak not of your own, but you speak of the orders of God. And when you speak, you get everyone undivided attention. And me and Pastor Reggie had cried out before God. And when we went out to the versus city in, in Detroit area, we went out to Cass Quarter area. We went out to downtown. We went out among the gangs that, that had guns and, and all those areas. But we was led by the Spirit of God. And like Dr. Ness said, you have to get the training. We was not intimidated because we knew who was moving by the Spirit of God. And praise God, and when we came among them, amen, I had people pour a gun on me. I had people threaten my life. But it came, hallelujah, it came through the power of crying out to God for humanity that God asked you to use me to show the love and reconciliation and restoration and recovery of the blind to be released in their life. And I tell you, every threat that was given to me, every gun that was put upon me, they could not carry out because the weapon of our warfare is not carnal, but it's mighty through God. And I do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principality, against powers and rulers of darkness of this world. I know the power that's in me. And that's why when we train, we let you know how to discern whatever spirit to manipulate. We let you know whatever spirit that people have that God will show you prophetically the insight of people's heart. Obviously, even in the area of ministering to people in prison, and people from prison, they, they had life sentence, and they, they had different areas of their life, but as God used you, you begin to move in the ministry of reconciliation and the word of reconciliation. And when you begin to move, you allow God to know, God, I cannot know this person except you reveal it unto me. And God will say, I know the thoughts I think toward you. Thought not of evil but of good to give you a hope and a bright future expecting it. God will speak a word. And I'm talking about even people that was in the mafia, people that was in gangs and organizations. But when you allow God to use you with a timing word, a kairos word, an opportune word, it's like a, a taking a, a glass, a pitcher of water to a man in the desert. You come at a, at a vulnerable moment of their life. You come to a part where it's a crossroad in their life where they had to make a decision. And God will use you at a point in time. And when you come, they will know you are God sent. They will know you are apostolic sent. And they will know that under the things that you've spoken, no man cannot know except there's a God above that revealed that to you. Because you begin to tap in the heart of heart. And as Melissa, Melissa, um, Marcella had read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 and 4 and 12 it said the word of God is sharp the word of God is sharp and quick then to any into his sword and it pierced even the son of the spirit and the soul and even the tense of the thought and even to the marrow of the bone 
That means that God knows the point of the pain that will cause conversion to the people. Even as it did in the Ethiopian that was in the desert. He left the synagogue. He left the religious places like many people have left today. And they know they're not fair. They know they're not touched. They know they haven't been changed. They know they haven't been transformed. And he stayed in the desert and he said, God, I refuse to go. Because I know you draw me. I know you're tugging in my heart. I know, God, you're causing me, oh God, to draw from the well, oh God. But the well is so deep. And God allowed the evangelist Philip to go to the desert place and begin to make himself known unto him. And as he began to see him read the book of Isaiah, he went by the Spirit of God and said, Do you know what you're reading? And he said, How can I know unless some man teach me? That's the key point. People have been religious, and they, they knew the word. They knew about a religious thing of the word of God, but they have not been converted. But when Philip began to expound the word of God in a more excellent way, he was compelled. He was persuaded. He said, what must I do to be saved? And he said, there go water. And he said, baptize me. Amen. So he became a candidate of the living word of God, and he allowed himself to apply something that was written, become right now. Even though this word that I'm speaking right now is written 2,000 years ago, but it have life today. And I, what I say when I go out and witness people, do you have uh, life insurance? Yes, most people say, yes, I have life insurance. Do you have car insurance? Yes, uh, I want to make sure if anything happened to my car, yeah, I want to make sure that uh, it will be taken care of. Do you, you have medical insurance? Yes, I, I got medical insurance. I would not go out with medical insurance. Do you have soul insurance? They, they, they want to know, well, how much time you got for me to talk, talk about that? And I said, we, we need to let them know that, that if anything happened to you, do you have life insurance on your soul? Because having life insurance is good. To die and leave whatever you have behind, that's good. But then what about your soul? What shall a prophet if a man gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give exchange for his soul? Give him an opportunity to have life insurance. Can you be a good salesman for God to represent the life insurance of God that let you know that whatever you have and whatever you, you lose on earth, praise God, and you never, you never, never, never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. You cannot carry nothing with you, beloved. You haven't seen a U-Haul carrying anything that you inherit on earth because it's all vain. It's all vanity. Amen. It don't mean nothing but your soul. It's going to make a difference. When you, you know, I had one place, one place I had to minister to a man, and somebody told me that he was in a hospital, and, and they said, Lonzo, if you can, minister to him. And I went to get a chance to minister to him, and somehow uh, the connection was not made where I didn't get a chance to minister to him because they was doing some work on him. And I could, but you know what, beloved, he had over 300-some personal days on his job that he never did take. He had, had vacation time, I guess, he, he never did take. And over 300-some days, he went in to the hospital for a cold and never did come out again. That hurt my heart. I was trying to reach him, amen, all that time of working for man, building for man, and nothing was transferable unto the kingdom of God. I want you to know, don't put God on a back burner. Don't put God on caller ID. When God is calling you, say, Lord, I know you're calling me, but I can't answer right now. I went to a drug dealer on the street, 
And I said, I need to minister to you. He said, you know what, right now, you know, he was pushing this thing. I guess he was a big drug dealer. He said, I don't have time. And it came upon me, uh, indignation. I said, you know what? You say you don't have time? Time don't even belong to you. But the time you think you have that you don't have, it don't belong to you. And God will inquire you the time that you did not utilize the time and opportunity that God has given you. I don't care how busy you get. Time belongs to God. And I'm telling everybody right now, in my heart of heart, you better do an assessment. You better do an evaluation. You better begin to evaluate everything in your heart. You better be getting, getting your heart right, your mind right, your spirit right, everything that you're building right now. You better make sure that your priority is in order. And if you don't have God first in your priority, everything else is going to come down like domino. Hear me loud and clear. I don't care what you're storing up, what you're laboring for right now. God is going to cause holes to be in your pocket and all of that you labor and build for he's going to cause the wind to blow on it. You're going to know that God is the author of everything that we can even have. Everything that God gives you the ability to do is the wisdom that God has given you to do it. And it's not of your own. And I tell you, if God used Noah to preach 120 years, the long-suffering of God, he caused him to build are 120 years, and it say, as it was in the day of Noah, it shall also be in the last days. The long suffering of God has been manifest, and everybody's eating, drinking, and being merry, and going by their own way. I don't have time right now. I'm doing good. You know, catch me, catch me probably when I get old, when I kind of wind down. I got to sow my wild oaks ideas, but I tell you right now, the day will come, amen, hallelujah, where you agree. And you will be so much in vexation and torment of all the foolish time. You allow yourself to labor in vain and labor for the wind. And that's why me and Dr. Nat is so much under the spirit of persuasion that you take it not lightly. And she said before, don't play Russian roulette. Because anytime you play Russian roulette, you are going to become the victim. The victim. Because in the world, the enemy is deceiving and being deceived. It's always deception. I've seen so many people in the world I witnessed to, and Minister Reggie we witnessed to, and they were set up. We let them know. We warned them. Come on. Stop playing games, man. You may think you have more games than Parker Brothers. You may think you're hanging out like wet clothes, but don't play on the devil territory because he don't play fair. And the only way to deal with the devil is not deal with him at all. And a lot of them got taken out. People set them up. People put a contract out on them. And we came as a last warning to them. Oh, God. So this is where we at. We at that it's only one door. I know people right now, <clears throat> people well-known, movie stars well-known, actors well-known. I hear them all over right now saying it's many ways to, to get to Jesus. They say we may not believe the same, and we may not call our God the same, but it's only it's, it's many ways we can get. So to worry about it. And I heard great, great people that that in the world that's well known and well recognized have a big platform, helps TV programs all over on different programs. But they deceiving people. It's only one way, and Jesus is the way. And and then I say Jesus is the way. He's not a way. He is the way. He is the only door. And that's why Noah preached 120 years and only one door. Noah, could you have more than one door? No, it's only one way. No matter what your religion is, no matter what your denomination is, it's only one way. And Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. 
So if you come to me like Nicodemus by night, put away your religious pedigree. Stop being like Ken Agrippa, that almost persuaded, praise God, but you need to be fully persuaded. You need to be thoroughly convinced that there's no other way outside of Jesus Christ. And when I be lifted up, said the Lord, I will draw all men unto me. And I believe right now God is drawing you by his spirit. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Hear the word of the Lord. Quench not the spirit of God. Do not put off what you can do today for tomorrow. Do not, come on, do not put off today right now of what God is saying to you right now. Heart, not your heart. God, the more you hear and the more, the more you reject it and the more you refuse it, your heart becomes hard like a callus, and eventually you will not hear God knocking and tugging at your heart. So I pray, missionary Eudine, that the people will not turn a deaf ear unto the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you, man of God, for being used of the Spirit to impart the word of the Lord in a way that will deliver us from the bondage of lies to hold us back from being and doing what God has kept us alive for. Ah, thank you, Lord. Our sister, Pastor Shirley Caesar, God gave her a song with a question for us. Who will be a witness? Let's listen to that and allow the Lord to continue to speak to our hearts concerning witnessing.
own witness for the Lord. Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. I want to invite you to join us on the prayer line. We're there seven nights a week. We're building mass voices to God under open heaven on the prayer line. Would you add your voice under open heaven praying for our nation and for your loved ones? You can call us now at 877-352-5181 and tell us you want God to hear your voice under open heaven. God is listening. Uh, The man of God, Apostle Alonzo Curry, he will lead us in prayer Mondays and Tuesdays on the prayer line. Dr. Annette Sai leads us in prayer on Wednesdays and Saturdays on the prayer line. And we acknowledge pastors who bring their congregation to help build mass voices under open heavens. It's important for us to Call on the name of the Lord. You want to be in this number. We want to be rapture ready. So back to the round table. And Dr. Sai, um, this has just been so powerful. You know, of all the things that have been said, and so much has been said, what is one thing that you want to make sure that we do not forget if we don't remember everything? Can you tell me some the most important thing that you feel that you don't want us to miss, if we miss anything, not to miss this? Amen. Um, personally, myself, I do not want any one blood required at my hands because I fail to obey God and witness. And so I, I can't stress it enough the importance of the saints to tell people because it is uh, a hell. It, it is a hell, it's reality. And because uh, hell has enlarged itself due to the saints not witnessing, and we talked last week about the lake of fire, and the lake of fire is huge and it's yet growing. It has to grow because the hell is growing. And the Bible says that hell, death and hell, was cast into the lake of fire. So that's how huge uh, the lake of fire is. And hell is yet growing um, only because we as the body of Christ is not doing what we're supposed to do, but the, we are making the devil happy by not witnessing. So whatever you do, if you don't do it for yourself, do it for everyone else, not just the loved ones in your life because other people need to be saved as well. Amen. I thank God for the questions that are coming forth tonight and today as well. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. and. Apostle Curry, would you summarize the this topic for us, please, sir? Yes, you know, it's something I can drive home. Um, you know, Billy Graham, when, when you hear the name Billy Graham, what do you think of from the top of your head? When you hear, every, I can ask people probably saved and unsaved. 
save and unsave. Say, when you hear the name Billy Graham, what do you think about it? And right probably away, they probably say evangelism, soul winning, because, we, I mean, Billy Graham had over 60 years on this planet Earth. And, and, and if you do uh, of his autobiography, uh, he covered the nations. There's some private nations you probably never even heard of, language that you probably even heard of. Uh, he made such an imprint. Amen. And, 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 and missionary, it was, it was given an opportunity for Billy Graham to have his name written in Hollywood. I guess when they write your name in Hollywood, they write it among the stars. And uh, somehow somebody gave him a proposition saying that we recognize you and we want to write, uh, write your name in Hollywood. And, he, and when he talked about Hollywood, he said, all the movie stars and actors, he said, now that would kind of misrepresent you. And he said, he, as he allowed himself to be still and hear the voice of God, he said, why would it misrepresent you? He said, if anybody is a star, you are a star. Because when you have the crown of rejoicing, your star is going to be a universal, eternal crown that's outshining everything in, 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 in the firmaments of the, of the universe, of the heaven. The soul wearing the crown, the crown of rejoicing, you are a star. And when he looked at that, and he said, well, when people go to Hollywood, even though they look at movie stars and, and people that made good movies and had Academy Awards and, and whatever, a Grammy Award or whatever award they have in the world, that's all vanity. But when you have a crown of rejoicing, you have eternal life, uh, a crown that will shine through all the eternity. And every time when people go to Hollywood and they look at all the stars, when they see you, they're going to see a true star. Billy Graham, what do he remind you of? He remained, uh, I'm a soul winner. And every time he said, out of the 60 years, you know when he always been declaring in this message? And the Bible said, not what I say, the Bible said, and all the stadiums that he had, the mass stadiums all over the world, all over the nationality, he made an altar call. So I say to you, how do you want to be remembered? When they call your name, what are they going to remember you by? I was laughing one time that the job I worked at 22 years, and, and I, I said, I'm going to make an imprint. And they said, well, Lonzo, make sure you stay balanced and make sure you don't have no zeal. And I said, yeah, I'm pretty, I just, I mean, my job told me to show hospitality because I'm representing the company, so I do that. And when I have an opportunity, you know, <laughs> I do what I do. <laughs> That's my DNA. But anyway, one lady, she was inquiring about, she said, it's this guy, uh, she called the office, and, and I also got full of secretary, and said, this guy, uh, can you send him back? I can't think of his name. And they said, oh, you're talking about Lonzo. They said, I think that's him. See, I ain't worried about you knowing my name, but know the name of Jesus. And they said, can you send him back? Amen. Amen. So understand how do you want to be recognized? Not only before man, but before God. Would you have a standing ovation like Stephen? When Stephen preached the uncompromising gospel of Jesus Christ, and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And even though they stoned him, he kept on witnessing the uncompromised God. They stoned him, and he said, Father, forgive them. And right then and there, God caught him up in the spirit, and he seen Jesus stood up on the right hand of the Father. Show me another passage in the Bible where Jesus gave a standing ovation to something that was so honorable that touched the very core of God's heart. He stood up. He said, that's my son. That's what my son Jesus said, and that's what my son Stephen said, hallelujah, and he preached hallelujah. He didn't water down the word. He didn't compromise the word of God. So in closing, I ain't going to say no more missionary, but how do you want to be recognized? I don't care what they say on your bitchinary. What they say on your bitchinary, do it line up to what God is saying to you, what he said about Stephen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. 
Amen. I decide I want to be known as a witness for the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, well, people of God, we're, we thank you so much for sending us your questions. And so after this commercial, we're going to come back and we're going to answer your questions. Don't go away. We'll be back. Eons Marketing Club with Benefits. If you are a business owner or church and want to take your business to the next level, your marketing search is over. Eons Marketing Club Benefits can save you thousands and put a big smile on your face. Being a marketing club member allows you to relax and enjoy your business with less stress. Imagine all of your graphics and printing needs being either free or discounted. Enjoy a truckload of benefits, just to name a few. Free consumers directory ad, free coupon ad, free marketing counseling, magazine articles, no month-to-month cost, just one annual fee. Call 877-352-5181 and bring convenience to your fingertips. Eon's business sponsorship program with outstanding benefits. Tap into a truckload of benefits for your business. Imagine never having to pay for business cards again. Imagine having your business on a billboard. Imagine promoting your business to the largest customer base there is, Christians. We have donation packages affordable for all businesses. End Time Business Patronage Program patronizes businesses who sponsor our urgent needed cause of winning souls. When entrepreneurs donate to End Time Outreach Network, we send customers to your business to shop. Smile because End Time Outreach Network picks up the tab. The program is designed to be a win-win blessing to your business and giving free gifts to people in our networks who are sponsoring the America for Jesus Project. Your donations help us to reach our goal faster of mailing a salvation summons to every home in America. When you donate, it's a win-win blessing. We send money back into your business. End Time Outreach Network is an IRS 501c3 nonprofit organization. Therefore, your donations may be tax deductible. Call 877-352-5181. Those who stand with this mission will be blessed. End Time Business Patronage Program, helping businesses throughout patronage program. The billboard truck is a tool used to fund the Salvation Summons. When you donate into the gold or platinum plan, we thank you by promoting your business on Eon's state-of-the-art LED mobile digital billboard truck. This is our way of saying thank you. Welcome back, and we thank you for your sending in your questions. And at this time, we are going to ask our first question Ms. Marcello, would you please read the first question? Certainly. 
What about people that are in the world that never heard the gospel in their language? Acts 8, 27 through 40. Dr. Sai, would you please answer this question? Amen. Well, I personally believe that when the rapture takes place, everyone would have heard the gospel. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Uh, we are here in America, this part of the world. And God has instructed and entrusted End Time Outreach Network with a mission to mail a salvation summons to every household in America, our motto, America for Jesus. I believe, just like God entrusted us with his divine soul-winning operation plan, he did the same in every country, uh, that every person will hear the gospel everywhere. America is huge. It's a huge country. And I believe when we complete the salvation summons in America, every country would be finishing up in their assignment in the country as well. And, and, you know, God is doing something because we're about to take this project to the next level. We're going to get ready to connect with different companies that they will uh, sponsor the program. And when they sponsor the program, it allows us to uh, deliver more salvation summons faster. And I believe, amen, when everyone have heard the gospel, only God knows the last person to hear the gospel, whether that person accept or reject Jesus. The focus is that that person heard the gospel. And also, God knows the last soul that will be saved. Then I believe Jesus will come. God bless you. Amen. Nobody but Jesus. Hallelujah. Apostle Curry, would you please summarize this question? Well, I can summarize it. And, and, and missionary, you know yourself, you, you, you're a part of a church here in, in, in Orlando, Florida. And, and, and your church, I think your church probably represents over 30 different nations. I, I went to a missionary Udine church on, on a Pentecost Sunday. And the Pentecost Sunday, they had... People all across, I'm not underestimating, but that's at least from 30 different nationalities resident in one church. And, and, and that particular church, they used their church as a luncheon pad. Some, some nationalities that I never even heard of, um, they was represented in the house. And I was so, I said, Lord, this is what heaven is all about. Heaven on earth is about a diversity. And, and, and I have such a great passion for diversity and multiracial, multicultural. Oh, I love it. That's why I love Florida area because we end up with so many people all over the world that come here. Amen. And and I was praying, amen, that it, it'd be like the day of Pentecost, that, that on the day of Pentecost they came for a feast and people that whatever they believe they came for the uh, harvest of the feast, a feast of Pentecost, feast of the week, week amen. And, and, and God said, I have something in, in mind that I, I want to touch their, their lives. And even though they came for a feast, it was something that God ordained for it to be a Pentecost, to be a spiritual awakening. So, missionary, my, my heartbeat is, is that the ingathering of, of all those all over the world, they will experience in this last day that we become a launching pad of God bringing the ingathering of all people, kindred, and tongue. We had a ministry uh, done this uh, Saturday. Uh, Saturday, we was at the park here in Orlando here. We was ministering, and different people from different countries, uh, 
came there and they wanted prayer. We, we led them to the Lord. We had our, our banner out. We had our prayer booth out, amen, and in and, and the park where they was walking and all that. We made opportunity to, to lead many them to the Lord as some call. And, and even one guy, he said, will you pray for the devil? No, I said, you're already called by God, and you're definitely going to get it. But anyway, we became co-laborers together, and he's going to be working on us. And he was a believer, but he hadn't had the experience of evangelism. He said, I want to be a part when y'all are doing something here. So I believe that also the other nations, like um, Dr. Nassay, that, that God is, is dealing with the nations of the world. And even, uh, like I said, Mission and Utah have over 30-some different languages and nationality at her church. They are trained to go back to their own country. They're just not just here hibernating or uh, using a security blanket of what they're getting here, but they take it back to their own country. I have someone that I'm working with right now. Uh, they're from Brazil, and, and Susanna, she's from Bangladesh, India. We talk with them, and uh, uh, Pastor Hunt, those uh, under his umbrella, we work with them. Find, uh, work with them. I, I got another uh, dear brother. He's from Haiti and Jamaica. He's a he's a trailblazer. He he's on the cutting edge of forerunner. He he go out and we support him. Now sometimes you can't go every place in these nations, but if you send your seed like Dr. Natsay. That's you going. It says Jesus made uh, uh, more disciples than John, though Jesus himself didn't go. So when you are sent by authority, when you apostolic sent, that's just like you're going into the foreign nations of the world through the United States, which is a great harvest. So uh, we're going to touch impact that. But like I said, God is touching, and I'm dealing with crusader ministry. If anybody knows about crusader ministry, she showed me the, the format they have. You can look it up online. It's a format. And they show you 1,800 different languages, even though Africa may be one, one continent, but it has many languages there. Other countries, China, even though it's China, a continent, but it has many languages there. But they have 1,800 languages, and, and, and uh, uh, you're going to be able to find out on end time. I'm going to make sure Dr. Nett uh, get that. So it won't be no excuse, amen. And, and they're going to be touched, and the Lord is soon to come. And I will say unto you, Maranatha for the Lord coming. Thank you, missionary. A launching pad. Think about that. Praise God. Ah. The second question, please. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm very, very full today. I'm just so blessed till I just feel like I'm leaving my seat and into the heavenly. So I appreciate your patience, but I'm very excited about becoming a luncheon pad for the kingdom of God. Sister Marcella, would you please read the next question? Certainly. Will microchip implants be mandatory in the near future? That's an interesting question. And Dr. Sai, would you help us with that, please? Sure. Amen. Uh, will microchip implants be mandatory in the near future? And I, I must say um, it, it's going on right now. So that the question is yes. Uh, it will become more into reality as we get closer to Jesus' return. And the reason I'm saying that, Switzerland is one country that they're doing that now as a way of life. It's, it's normal. Um, there are other countries that do not use cash. Uh, it is, everybody is using the uh, card system. Uh, so uh, as we get closer, meaning people will be aware of it, uh, they're going to paint a good picture 
of it to help reduce crimes and theft. Um, and they're going to say this is the perfect way for that. As you know, identity theft is strong today, and they are looking for a solution. And I believe that this is going to be the solution, the tool that they're going to use. Uh, they will paint a clear picture that it is good for America and the world. Other countries, again, have already been using the microchip implant as a way of life. Uh, and as you were to notice, when you go to the doctor office in different places, they have a device, and they ask you to just lay your hand over that device, and they identify who you are. They'll call your name and verify your address just by putting your hand over the devices. And they also have other means. Um, and I believe it's something to do with the phone uh, system, uh, whether they can scan your brain. And, and they, they, technology is so awesome today. They, they can do so much with technology. So this is going to be easy for them. Uh, I believe that the stage um, is being set. Uh, it will be a time um, that the mark of the beast that want to come into place, and they, I believe it's a tool that they're going to use it uh, to bring that particular technology. Uh, we're waiting um, uh, now. Uh, well, I'm not waiting. We're not waiting because we're going to be raptured up before it takes place. But it will come on the scene. So expect it and look out for it uh, for the implants. And, and the implants is so similar uh, to what the mark of the beast is going to be like. I believe that they are getting all the kinks out now uh, due to today's implant operation because in this country, America and in, in, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin uh, is being set up right now. One company held their uh, employees um, to use it. In fact, they, uh, if you were to go on our website, you can actually see how they're doing it. We have a video clip of it, so you can get the detail on the website, intimeoutreachnetwork.org. And also, uh, again, Wisconsin, uh, their a job, they scan their hand as their ID when they go to work, when they get ready to buy something, they go to the cafeteria, they buy it, they just scan their hand. Uh, so uh, that technology is in America right now. It, it is being used in America. So uh, we expect that more states is going to later come and going to adapt the same thing. Um, but the mark of the beast will not uh, uh, come into place until after the rapture. I just want you to know that so it's not a mix-up. But we as saints don't have to worry about this. Uh, but our unsaved loved ones are going to have strong worries. And that's why it's important that we inform them just in case they miss the rapture not to take the mark of the beast. Um, uh, I, I must uh, tell everybody that we need to tell everybody and let them know uh, what's all involved about the mark of the beast. Uh, to avoid it, do not take it, because if you take the mark of the beast, uh, you would not have a chance to be saved. In other words, you completely uh, dismiss yourself from God, and you will go to hell and burn in the lake of fire, and the devil know it because what you're doing is you're giving uh, the Antichrist a uh, license of ownership over you. Uh, so you need to tell them and refuse the mark of the beast uh, and let them know you're going to go through some serious trials when you do that because they're going to behead you. They're going to cut your head off. Uh, so expect to die a whole 
horrible death, or you can just give Jesus your heart now and make the rapture and don't even have to worry about the headache. So, yes, uh, microchip implant uh, will come on stronger, and it will be mandatory. And then, you again, you can look at the footage of that information on our website, endtimeoutreachnetwork.org. But one thing when you see it for yourself, God bless you. Amen. Do it now. Man of God, would you summarize this um, microchip implant, please? Yes. You know, it's, it's just a new way of living. It's, it's a paradigm shift. And, and you've got to understand, when, when we deal with humanism, when we deal with socialism, they, 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 are, they, they make themselves God. So that means that they had to be in control. They had to be in control of every area of society, every area of your need or demand to depend on society. They want to make sure they empower. It's, it's the same spirit they had uh, of the Tower of Babel. You know, so the, um, the imprint and identification even of the president, if you listen to everything on, on the area of media, you see that everything has been uh, – been reformed over to a system where everything is going to be done man way. I mean, like the Tower of Babel, it say that that they imagined to do, nothing could constrain them. You know, my, when I moved to Florida, I wanted to keep my uh, one part of my ID that I had, and, and, and uh, at DMV, which is the Secretary of State that some of you may know of, they say I can't keep that no longer because it's not really. My picture, even though I said, I said, that's the picture that I want. I want to know, say it's not a picture no longer. It, it's, 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 a, it's an identification where it's a scan. It's, and, and it's something, I said, oh, it's not a picture? She said, no, it's not. So even in your license, it, it carries a barcode. Every time you go to Walmart, they're trying to get people not to deal with cashiers no more, not to deal with people no more, but to, to do your own transaction. It, most of the, the jobs you work on now, they want everything to be direct deposit where you will not be able to interact uh, with currency no more and, 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 and become a, 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 a cashless society. Uh, we, we deal with that aspect. I have worked for uh, – with, I work with the Ford Motor Company uh, plant, and, and the, the, the cars they got is, is autonomous cars, meaning that the cars are so in control where they can tell where you're at at all times, not only only through your iPhone, because you lose your iPhone, you have uh, something where you can identify that. They have the same thing in, in, your, in your, uh, your car, that if they want to get in touch with you, your whole car can shut down. So the autonomous cars, I talked to a couple of friends that I just work with, they, they are very... Uh, on the cutting edge of technology, dealing with uh, autonomous cars. Uh, then I also work with SNI, which is, is well known uh, through different parts of the state where you have, um, you have the toll roads, you have the e-pass, you have the sun pass. And those cameras are so powerful. I really can't begin to tell you that because I guess I sat away where I can't tell too much about it. But those cameras are so powerful that your, 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 your license plate number, your, your, your transponder that you have, the transponder that you have, it's almost the same transponder that's on your license. And, 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 and these things of, so the vaccination and, uh, that people have, it's going to be, uh, they, they talk about it, they want to make it mandatory but before, they're trying to work with November before the whole world, they want to get a, 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 a digital, digital ID. So everybody in the world, coming in the world, whether you're young, they're working on young kids, babies, all that right now, that everyone be controlled, that you be under that. Now, <clears throat> Dr. Ned made it plain, that this is not the market of beast, but the system is the landscape. It is the groundwork 
of initiating the mark of the beast. And we don't try to manipulate nobody or or bamboozle nobody, but the system is set up in its gear to be able to facilitate the transaction as it go over, as everybody come under the world global. We we deal with a global, worldwide. So after the world come under that, then the next agenda is going to be initiated on that. And so that's why, Dr. Nett, uh, we try to make sure we make sure we have clarity that you know that everything dealing with whatever transaction, buying and selling, everything that come under this, like you can't do nothing without a Social Security number. You know, you got to have a Social Security number. Then some some credit cards they have, well, uh, most transactions. So you see that if you live here on planet Earth, you got to succumb. They they make it to uh, they make it an area where you got to succumb to the worldly system, and it's called humanism. And humanism is those that don't believe in God, and they are God. So that's why you see those empires and structures and things that everything shut down. If you don't do it the way we do it, we shut down everything. And we've seen out of this year uh, and last year, uh, everything shut down. And to everybody know that we are in control. And you got to do that. And that's the same spirit God said, I had to come down and, and cause the, the tower battle to be scattered. But missionary, uh, yes, this, this is bad. This is bad. It's not, not something to come, but we're in it right now, and we're seeing the groundwork of it. Uh, so don't be deceived. Don't be marked. Thank you. Thank you, man of God. And we just give God praise that he has given us in the body of Christ men and women of God who will keep us on the cutting edge of what's going on in the world today as well as what the Bible says. And I appreciate uh, Dr. Sai reminding those of us who are born again that many of these things that's going to happen, we're not going to be here because we're going to leave in the rapture. And so it's imperative that we remind you that you have a copy of this step-by-step guide of what to do if you miss the rapture. Now, we're trusting that you're not going to miss the rapture, but there may be someone in your family who missed the rapture, and this book will give them hope and encouragement to make it. And once you read the book, your life will be changed. Your mind will be made up that you're going to make the rapture. And so you can get this book by giving us a call at our office. And I just want to speak to those of you today who are not 100% sure that you're going to make the rapture because if you're not a Christian, you're going to face horrible things unless you place your hope and your trust in Jesus Christ. And so um, if you haven't done that, you're going to miss the rapture. So I want to ask you, Dr. Sai, would you please lead those in Christ who are ready ready to make a decision for Jesus. Would you lead them in the sinner's prayer now, please? Absolutely. Amen. This is what I live for. This is what it's all about, is to usher you to Jesus. Amen. And uh, we are excited about you uh, giving your heart to Christ. So I'm going to uh, give you the words, and I want you to put the feeling behind it. I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to talk loud because it's a confession with your mouth. Amen. Uh, Dear Jesus, I come to you now 
I realize I have sinned and fallen short. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for letting you down. Take my sins away. Wash me. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. From this day forth, I give you my heart, Jesus. Save me. Come into my heart. I want to be saved from what your word said because I prayed this simple prayer that I am now saved and no longer a sinner. Thank you, Jesus for saving me. Hallelujah. Right now, all the angels in heaven are rejoicing because you gave Jesus your heart. Do not leave Jesus. He will never leave you. Do not leave Jesus. And and we ask that you call the office. Call the office so you can get some information. It's a package that we want to send to you that will help you in your new walk with Jesus Christ. And again, I want to say congratulations. God bless you. Amen, and welcome to the family of God. Well, family, we have successfully completed April's talk show topics. Heaven, the rapture, the mark of the beast, the Lamb's book of life, and other books, hell, second death, and the lake of fire. Are you ready for May's Hot Topics? I hope you are because they're good. You know, there are five Saturdays in May, and May the 8th, is COVID a part of the end time? Hmm. The 15th, the details of Jesus' second coming in battle. And Seven churches in Revelation. Make sure you tune into that. You may hear us talking about your church. And the last Saturday, Armageddon. Now, of course, this Saturday we're talking about how to witness. And uh, we're not done with this how to witness. So tonight, later tonight on the prayer line, we're going to go more in detail of this. Uh, so next Saturday at 3 p.m. Central Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time, the talk show topic will be, is COVID part of the end time? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for information and guidance that you have set before us today. Lord, thank you for such a talk show as this. Lord, help us to take what we learn today to prepare ourselves for your return. Help us to witness to others. God, I thank you for your special soul-winning operation plan and the ability to help with the postage and donations to send salvation summonses to every home in America. This gives every household a chance to accept you, Jesus, and be saved. Touch the heart of the people and open their understanding to your word. In the name of Jesus, amen. 
Well, join us on the prayer line this evening where we're going to continue to deal with witnessing. Tune in next Saturday at 3 p.m. Central Time for another talk show with hot end time topics. And please feel free to submit your questions online at endtimeoutreach.net, network.org. Or call us at 877-352-5181. Again, that number is 877-352-5181. Thank you for listening to today's talk show where we are reminding the saints that soon and very soon we're going to see the king. It is no longer uh, just the same. It's reality. Are you rapture ready?